Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today we have a conversation with Dr. Steve Hannigan. Steve's been on the program before talking about sugar, and today we are talking about pain. Yes, pain. Uh, pain is something that debilitates a lot of people, and it's something that we tend to treat with little kitty gloves. And what you'll learn from Steve is that we are much more resilient than that, and it is movement that actually will resolve our pain. So I'm not going to dig any deeper into that. I'm going to let you gain all of this wisdom and knowledge that Steve has to give us today. Enjoy this conversation with Dr. Steve Hannigan. Um, Steve, tell me who you are again. Ah, for those of us who have not listened to the sugar episode that we did previously, uh, the infamous sugar episode. Yes. Yep. Uh, name is Steve Hannigan. I am a chiropractor, a functional nutritionist. Um, have a practice down in Wilder, Kentucky, not too far down the street. Do a lot of sports uh, in terms of injury and functional movement and recovery, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you're the chiropractor for the Cincinnati Cyclones. Yes, yes. The good um, old uh, hockey yeah. min- minor league. What is what is that minor, considered? Minor league hockey. Minor league yeah, hockey. Yeah, it's um, uh, we're two steps down from the NHL. Now, is that like? We don't need to go down a rabbit hole by any right. stretch, but I am curious about it. Is it like like the farm league, like the MLB? Mm-hmm. Is it yeah. the same thing? Like they're all owned by the same, not owned. Similar. Um, but yes, players go up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we feed in and feed mm-hmm. up. So we're mm-hmm. a developmental league, essentially. Uh, we get a lot of college players. We get a lot of uh, just high-end um, people coming out of juniors, which is... Uh, the league below us, basically in Canada. Oh, there's another so. league. Well, it's like that's what they call it up in like Canada. It's mm. called juniors and got it stuff. So, mm-hmm. so they're good players. It's you know it's the kind of the entry level to the pro mm-hmm. pro level. Mm. So, so it's it's cool. good. It's fun. Um, not really sure who we're going to be affiliated with anymore. We uh, we were affiliated with the Buffalo Sabers, but that contract ended, and mm. I have not heard an announcement yet on who we're going to be. Hopefully, we're hoping for the Columbus Blue Jackets because they're close. Now, what does affiliated have to do with anything? Uh, That ties us in with the NHL team. So since we're not owned like the MLB where they own the minors, we sign a contract. That is the NHL team. Yes. That you were – I'm sorry. I I could tell you the stars. Is that an NHL team? Dallas maybe? Dallas. Dallas. Yes. That's about Um, it. (laughs) But, yeah, so we were affiliated with the Buffalo Sabres. That was our NHL team. Um, And then the Rochester Americans were below them um, and above us. So – uh, we're looking at potentially uh, finding a new team. Got Not it. that I'm involved at all in that process. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll find out probably yeah, when the public it's intriguing knows. to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just fun to see where our guys are going to go. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And is that just an arbitrary – like, do you know much about – is that an arbitrary thing? Like, they're like – the NHL team's like, hey, we just need an affiliate. Like, who's it going to be? I'm sure it's kind of based off who, like, produces the best talent in, on average and who has good, you know – whatever outcomes yeah, on think, average that kind of thing like you know i don't really know what goes but it's, too much into it because it's like new york is random right or yeah bu- it's kind of far away like, it's not yeah. even that close like how um, do you become an affiliate i think it's just a, a contract I, I really don't yeah. know what goes mm-hmm. into it to be yeah. honest with you um i would think some proximity would play a you role i think so um <laughs> which is why you know i think we're hoping Columbus, Columbus, yeah. Columbus opened up. They they ended their contract with their affiliate. Mm. So we kind of seem like the 
seems the, like the the shoe in there makes but, sense because they're they're in Columbus. Their other, I believe, their AHL, which is the one between us, is in Cleveland. Mm. So it makes sense. Keep it all in all, all in the family, in, all in Ohio. <laughs> so and everything's close. It's easy to move yeah. players around. Yeah, because a player might get called up on a Friday and come back on a Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, that's got to be a it's hustle. Tough. It's tough for them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay. Let's jump into what we're going to talk about today. That's what, fair. What we're mostly going to talk about today. Right. Yeah. Not that that was... I'm always intrigued to know how all that stuff works, but yeah. at any rate, I'm not going to assume I'm that still learning. everybody else watching wants to know. <laughs> so I'm going yeah. to try and set my own curiosities aside for a second. That's fair. So one thing that we struggle with as human beings is trying to work through, uh, deal with pain. I think a lot of people have trouble with, you know, chronic pain is an issue that I think we're not even, we haven't even seen the beginning of chronic pain issues because musculoskeletal disease, diseases, I think we're just at the beginning of it, to be totally honest. Just like I think we're at the beginning of type 2 diabetes oh my God, epidemic yeah. that we're going to have in the, over the next couple decades. Mm-hmm. Um, pre-diabetes, I mean, even most chronic diseases, I think we're just like, we're just getting there. Oh, it's, it's scary to say, but I absolutely. think, I think that's the case. So with that being said, like a lot of people are dealing with chronic, chronic pain, mm-hmm. chronic, um, I guess you wouldn't call them injuries for most of it. Cause it's just most, maybe not most, I don't want to I don't want to stretch, but I, a lot of it is, right. is habitual. It's behavioral issues. Correct. And a lot of people will struggle, of course, with acute pain and acute injuries. Mm-hmm. Something happens, and for most people, for a lot of people over the age of, you know, about 40, like, it's not, they weren't playing basketball and they hurt themselves. It's they bent over and tied their shoes and they hurt themselves, or they, Correct. and it's usually a back, it's a shoulder sometimes, it's a mm-hmm. knee sometimes, but, like, those are the ones, right? Absolutely. So, when it comes to pain let's start at the beginning when it comes to pain like where where does where does pain come from how do we how do we get the sensation of pain like what's that look like um well i mean i'll try not to go too crazy in that but um yeah i mean you got Obviously, you got different types of pain, but pain comes from, we have receptors. We have different types of receptors in our body. Those, those receptors um, sense things. So we have, you know, pressure. We have uh, temperature. Uh, we have uh, impact, you know, when we get cut, that type of stuff. Mm. Um, so some of that causes pain. Obviously, those are more acute. Um, and then, uh, but the, the main cause of all pain is, is inflammation. So... Whether we're hurt in terms of, you know, a sports injury or just burning our hand or whatever, it's inflammation that eventually causes all the pain. And that's, it's, it's designed that way. Mm-hmm. It's designed as it's a protection needed. mechanism. It's needed. Right. Inflammation is necessary. We hear the word inflammation and we yes. think bad. Correct. It's, but it's, it's needed. Been, it's been vilified. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 100% necessary. Um, the delineation comes in between acute inflammation and chronic inflammation. Um, acute inflammation is, is annoying, um, but it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Chronic inflammation 
no part of chronic inflammation is good. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's always there. It's not resolving. And it leads to increased problems when we do bend over and pick something up. Um, or, you know, we wake up in the morning and our neck hurts or whatever. Mm. Um, that's inflammation building up overnight and hitting the threshold where you're now aware of it. Mm -hmm. But that chronic inflammation is, is really what's driving, you know, overall pain for people. Like you said, over 40, that type of thing where mm. things are just those aches, those pains all over the place. Well, and even all these chronic diseases that yes. we're talking about, all of them are driven by inflammation. Absolutely. Yes. Diabetes is mm -hmm. inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, heart disease is inflammation. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure is inflammation. Mm. Um, what am I forgetting? But yeah, all, all of those major chronic diseases mm -hmm. are driven by chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, and those are, you know, uh, man, there's a laundry list of things that cause them. But, right. you know, in our society, it's um, our food, uh, what we eat. We have sleep problems and we have stress problems. Those are, and, oh, can't forget repetitive, repetitive yeah. trauma, yeah. which, you know, most people want to think of repetitive trauma as, you know, uh, swinging a golf club too many times. And it's repetitive trauma is sitting, sitting, <laughs> sitting at a desk. And it's, yeah. how's that trauma? Click, 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 yeah. click. Da, 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 da. But, you know, it, you know, you do this a few times and you, you do it properly, properly meaning good posture, good ergonomics, uh, and all of that, you're not going to have a problem, but you know, we got people sitting there looking like a, like a monkey, you know, curled, <laughs> curled over, yeah. and, you know, their mouse yeah. is way out here yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just a bad setup yep. and it, it's kicking Screens in a bad position, yeah. jutting the head forward, right? Terrible chair. That. They're sitting mm -hmm. on their couch. Um, that, that, was, or, that was a fun one, yeah. uh, with, with, with the COVID era and mm -hmm. working from home. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not to beat up on, on the ladies, but sitting on your, get, tucking that foot up under mm -hmm. your butt and yeah. sitting there. Yeah. See that one constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, causing, causing back pain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it's always fun, especially when I ask that question, uh, in an initial exam and a doing a history with them, just trying to figure out what's causing their problem. Like, do you sit on your foot a lot? And you, you just see this grin come on their <laughs> face. They're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Yep. Yeah, you're going to have to stop that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so let's do some examples. Sure. Acute pain. Sure. Acute. Uh, what's, a, what's a basic example of acute, an acute injury? An acute injury and then the, the it, healing process, a basic healing process of how that might go. Uh, an acute injury would be like spraining an ankle. Mm -hmm. So you step on something or step off of something weird. Your ankle rolls in, um, causes an instantaneous injury to a ligament and some of the other tissue, some of the muscle, uh, the joint as well. That causes a instant injury, and that's called an acute injury. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, um, a few things start to happen. Um, first off, um, most of us know it's, it's, it's going to start to swell. Sure. Inflammation. Uh, correct. Mm -hmm. and, and there's two causes in, in that initial swelling phase. Mm -hmm. you get, uh, you've damaged some blood vessels, so they're torn. It's kind of like a cut, mm -hmm. um, but it's under the skin. 
and that's where a lot of the bruising comes from mm. later on um, because that's that's blood that's seeped out into the tissue and it slowly breaks down and becomes a bruise. Um, then you also have the inflammation process. Now, as soon as that there's in, there's injury to a tissue, there are things given off by that tissue that signal the body to start the inflammation process. Mm -hmm. Inflammation process comes in, uh, white blood cells, white blood cells come in, a few other things, platelets, which start clotting the, the bleeding, mm -hmm. stopping that. Um, but they also start to release um, some substances that open up some of the blood vessels and start letting out some other fluids that contain the stuff we need to start the healing process. Um, stuff to start breaking down the, uh, the white blood cells to start breaking down the damaged tissue. Um, and, um, also things that start bringing in the healing, uh, the materials needed to heal that tissue. So that's kind of the acute process. And with that, you get pain and mm. you get swelling and, and all of that. And that's, that's part of it. Um, you know, and we've always been taught uh, that inflammation's bad and we got to stop it. And that's ice. Where, right. Mm -hmm. The whole rice, rice thing came in rest, ice, compression, elevation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think every year I shrink the amount of time I tell people to use ice based mm -hmm. on the research and just uh, experience and that type of thing. You know, it used to be, you know, ice for ever. And then it went down to 48 hours. And then I was telling people, you know, a day and now i pretty much tell people ice it for you know maybe a half an hour stop the bleeding uh, what i'm trying to do there is control the excessive amount of swelling because mm -hmm. if you get too much swelling mm -hmm. the pressure from all that fluid starts to shut off blood flow we need blood flow but if you ice too long you also shut off blood flow <laughs> So it, it's kind of a controlled thing. I, I use ice now as a, um, think of it as like a gauze or a paper towel mm. when you cut yourself. You're just trying to stop the bleeding. Mm. Once it's done bleeding, move Temporary on. mediator to mm -hmm. slow things yeah. down. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and then really the elevation and the, some of the compression really helps. But I, I move people to heat pretty quick. So when it comes to an acute injury, mm -hmm. what are your general thoughts on the rest part of it rest ice compression elevation um the rest part of it what most people you go to a doctor you go to a physical therapist you go to a whatever the orthopedist thank you <laughs> <laughs> goes to show often i partake in healthcare. um at any rate so you go to one of these healthcare practitioners correct and what are they going to say they're going to say Let's put a brace on it. Let's mm -hmm. put a boot on it. Let's yes. mo immobilize, immobilize it. it. Keep it still. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're not on it. Make sure that you use crutches. Make sure you do whatever. Stay right. off of it as yeah. much as you can. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, usually six to eight weeks, we'll start. Uh, I don't want to say that they take that long to get to therapy. but Yeah, it's more of a fracture. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so eventually they get to therapy. So right. what are your thoughts on what that looks like? Because... I'll, I'll, before I start to talk too much. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously it depends on the injury. Mm -hmm. It depends on the grade of the injury. Grading is given, you know, the severity essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your typical ankle sprain, I'll just keep using that example is mm -hmm. a, your typical one is a grade one. 
um, which means a small percentage of the, the ligament is damaged, generally 25% or less. Um, you know, in that case, I'd, you know, I, I see a lot of people in boots. I think moving it is a better option. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm a chiropractor. I I do a few other things. I go in and I mobilize the the talus, which is a bone in the top of the ankle. So I'm I'm, I'm getting mobility and movement into that thing as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, you you got to restart. We got to rebuild the neurological damage because there's nerves to all those tissues as well, and they're they get stretched and torn. And we're not talking major nerve damage where, you know, like a spinal cord injury. We're talking like end of the line, just really micro-sized nerves. And immobilizing does not help that recovery process, if any of that. Um, and I, I, I'm a big fan of moving it. You're not going to hurt it again. Say you have a grade one ankle sprain. Walking around on it, it might hurt. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to cause any more damage to it unless you roll it again. Explain that because I think that that is underappreciated. Yeah, um, because people feel pain. We were just down there talking to Mark. Mark, who he yes hurt his knee and correct. He's actually doing stuff, which is great. Right. A lot of people in his condition, in his demographic, and in his condition would not. You know, he's sixty something years old. Right. He sprained his knee. Yeah. And he would most a lot of people in his condition would be not doing anything physically active. Correct. Um, because they would wait until the pain goes away. The pain goes away. Which so explain that to me. Might never happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you sit still. Um, yeah. I mean, it, a lot even, of it depends even though on it the hurts, injury. Correct. How am I not hurting it? Right. Assuming the injury is stable. Okay. Um, you know, more severe injuries are unstable, and yes, they need to be immobilized for it to properly heal because otherwise, other things will get damaged. In a case where things are stable and it's a more mild injury or sprain, yes, moving it, you're stressing, you're stressing the tissue, but properly, you're running it through its range of motion. So it's, you're pulling on it and uh, you're creating a resistance to it, just like with resistance training. And because you're putting a load on that tissue, it's, it's, it's healing under normal conditions um, and you're moving you're moving uh, the inflammation in and out. Um, you're keeping blood flow in it, and that's supporting healing. And it kind of helps prevent some of that scar tissue buildup that can lead to more pain. Um, so, yeah, you're like I said. I mean, support it if if needed, um, depending on what you're doing. Be smart about it. You might not be able to do 100% of your activities, um, but sitting it still is not the way in most injuries at this point, I would say, uh, in terms of mild to moderate injury. So let's talk about that's I, and I, not that you're looking for my validation, but like, I totally agree. And I'm, you're, you have, you're not surprised by that at all. Not one bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's the healthcare system ingraining a belief of what needs to be done. And, you know, that is what it is. It's a hard thing to overcome for many people on the mental side because you feel pain and you think pain and you think injury and you think continuing to hurt and you think mm-hmm. all these things. And, I, you know, it's hard to overcome. It's a hard one to just kind of like yeah. let go and push through. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, pain scares people, right? Because mm-hmm. it's designed to give a feedback. That's that's mm-hmm. what it's there for. It's giving Certainly. feedback to ourselves consciously. Um, that says be cautious or don't do something. Um, but just because it's sore, uh, that's just or, or painful. I mean, doesn't mean you can't um, rehab it and work around it. And you know, for example, with the ankle, I mean, rehabbing it from day one has much better results than resting it. Mm-hmm. Waiting till day seven or yeah. day, you know, whatever, or, or 10. even two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that or a month and it's like, what do you mean a month? Yeah. Like should have been moving that thing immediately mm-hmm. day one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and, and they do that with, you know, joint replacements, Hip replacements, you're up, you're up in hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brian, it's like, Hi, our, wake up, mm-hmm. get up. Yep. <laughs> our one member here, Brian Stegman, he had his hip replaced and they pulled him off the table. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, get it moving. Yeah. And the more, the more it sits, the more it just becomes stagnant and inflammation builds up. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like running water versus a pond. I mean, you know, which one's, good. which one's cleaner? That's good. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting nutrients in and, you know, ponds can become stagnant. And if they're stagnant too much, you know, the oxygen goes away and everything dies. Whereas running water, I mean, you're getting constantly getting oxygen and more nutrients coming downstream and that type of thing. That's good. That's a great analogy. I actually just made that up. That's good. I like it. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, okay. Let's talk about the one that you brought up previously, or we yeah. started to talk about tying your shoes and, and your back goes out. Yeah. So I brought it up. It's an acute injury. Correct. But what I heard you say, and maybe I heard you just, maybe you were just spouting things off and you just, mm-hmm. and I just heard differently is all that is, is chronic inflammation showing itself. Did I hear that correctly? Um, or did I, or what's like, what's that yes, look like? Yes and no. Okay. Um, so oftentimes with something like that, it's a, uh, it's chronic injury that is built up and mm-hmm. has finally hit that point where it snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think of a, uh, a pencil or, uh, you know, you can bend it, bend it, bend it, and it hits a mm-hmm. threshold where the tissue fails or the, the wood fails, pencil snaps in half. Um, but you can bend it. You can bend it a lot. Um, you know, uh, and even the same amount of bending, same amount of bending, but you go just slightly further, snap. Um, same thing with a paperclip, right? Oh, well, you can bend it. You can bend it a few times. Eventually it fails. Um, and that's where you get those, well, all I did was bend over and tie my shoe. Well, yeah, that was the that was the, that was the, the thing. last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. you bent that tissue mm-hmm. and it failed. But you've been there's been over overloading or excessive stress on a tissue for a while, and it finally just hit that point. Um, you know, and sometimes that point is age. Sometimes that point is you go up in weight and you exceed your biomechanics within within that movement range or um, you know, most people, nobody has perfect form on anything, right? So you you hit that point where your compensations around your deficiencies can no longer compensate, and that that activity, boom, failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's that's where you get that. I, I didn't do anything, and 
that's when you have to not look at the pain right here, right now, but you need to look at the source. Um, you obviously you always need to treat the pain um, or the injury, but you need to figure out the source of the problem. Um, you know, and, and with something like that, you know, again, obviously I'm a chiropractor. I'm looking at the balance of the pelvis, the foot, the ankle, all of those biomechanics up. You know, how are you sitting? Uh, how are you sleeping? What, you know, what's your core stability look like? Um, what's your ankle mobility look like? What's your overall health? Um, you know, how much chronic inflammation do you have? Um, do you move? Do you sit still all day? Do you sit on your foot all day? <laughs> and, you know, and you're overloading one side of your pelvis constantly, just creating a torsion. And then, yeah, you go bend over and boom. It's kind of how those chronic injury or those sudden, sudden out of the blue injuries mm -hmm. occur. But that's why you need to move. You need to maintain your body and you need to make sure even if you're doing a trivial, trivial activity, such as tying your shoes, that you still maintain good bending form. You know, you um, make sure that your, you know, your core, your core is in good shape and you're using it. Um, so I see that a lot with, uh, you know, I picked up a towel. Well, clearly the last 300 times you picked up anything, you probably did not use your core, you bent over in a poor fashion and you've been overloading that, that tissue, that paperclip, you've been bending it and finally it broke. Yeah. I mean, so of course all that stuff counts. Yes. How you're, how you're moving regularly, mm -hmm. how you're bending over to pick stuff up. And, and it's, I would argue that it's like, literally it's in, it's you not using the body. Yes. In general that is that's going to cause that to accumulate even faster absolutely because when you stress the body regularly properly and mm -hmm. properly is a very important understanding because it's right. not exercise that hurts people it's poor adaptation to exercise correct what, exactly what you just said previously mm -hmm. it's not 300 pound deadlift that hurts somebody it's Oh, well, five years ago, I used to deadlift 300 pounds and I'm going to go ahead and try it today, even though I haven't deadlifted for five years. Right. That's what hurts somebody. Correct. It's not being able to get through a full range of motion today because you haven't done a squat in however long, even though you can work up to it, doesn't mean that you can do it today. Right. But if you try it today, your hips may be really angry with you because mm -hmm. they haven't moved into that range of motion repetitively, right. especially over time. Right. So it's adaptation that hurts people with exercise. It's not exercise. No, no, no exercise. It's, it's actually never exercise. No, it's, it's poor it's, adaptation to the a, thing. Yeah, it's some sort of failure in the mm -hmm. mechanics to mm -hmm. the exercise. So going back to the not using the body correctly, and that's what's causing the sudden, the sudden mm -hmm. injury, it's just not using the body at all. Like you said, core development, like my goodness, do we talk about that a lot as a society, I feel like. And yet, I don't think we understand the importance of no. training the core in all planes of motion mm -hmm. in a bunch of different ways so that it has strength and stability in a bunch of different ways. Not mm -hmm. do crunches, not do... God. I mean, fine, like... No, I'm not even going to say it. Like, don't do crunches. Like, don't do that kind of stuff. Right. Train the core the way that it's supposed to be trained. Right. Train functional exercises so mm -hmm. that your core can be stable in a bunch of different manners in a bunch right. of different positions. 
Yeah. And that will reduce and potentially eliminates a strong word, but it'll significantly reduce the likelihood of you bending over and tying your shoes and then throwing your back out. Correct. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Avo- yes. Maintain. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. <laughs> I got so, else. <laughs> so now that I've thrown my back out after tying my shoes, mm-hmm. I quit moving. I don't do anything. And 12 months have gone by mm-hmm. and my back still hurts. Yep. <laughs> At that point, it's chronic. Yes. What's happening? Well, we, well, at that point, the inflammation process is never successfully completed, whether that's because it, there wasn't, like I talked about with the, the blood flow or in, in, in getting a repair process in and out. Um, it, and that's like, like we talked about, perpetuated by movement. Um, and the, so the tissue hasn't healed. Um, or it's, if it has healed, it's scarred over rather than more of a scarring than a, a proper healing. So now that tissue is not functioning the way it used to. And we've also over that 12 months or whatever, we've developed all kinds of poor movement patterns to adapt to this, this pain. And now that's, will start to cause problems around it. But generally, you know, when you get into that back pain, you know, when you don't move it and you've rested it, especially with low back pain, you know, those discs have started to degrade because they're not moving. Um, we're going to have uh, what's called deactivation of Pause. muscles. Discs yes. have started to degrade because of not moving. Correct. Explain that to me. Oh, very simple. Uh, your discs don't really have um, much blood flow to them at all. Your discs go through a process via movement um, and sleep. Sleep is a big one too, where they absorb nutrients like a sponge and then they expel those nutrients like sponge. They get squeezed. So, for example, we lay down at night. We take away gravity for the most part from our spine. So now we don't have that compressive force on that disc. Water can now, water, fluid, uh, nutrients, nutrients, all of that flow into the disc at night, and it it swells, not in a negative way, but it swells. It absorbs water. It's like a like a sponge does. You know, you let it you let it dry out, and it shrivels up, and you put it in water, and it expands. Your disc does the exact same thing, and then when we get up in the morning, we start. Now we've added pressure back on it, and we start to expel um, some of that fluid, which now is a combination of both nutrients and waste products from those living cells in the disc, that type of thing. And so that starts to, the, and it starts to come back down to its normal height, typically within an hour of waking up. Now, when you don't move all day, you're not getting that squeezing process very well. Um, and even, you know, through the day with more movement, you're getting both, um, you know, up and down pressure on that disc. So, you know, where you might, when you land, you're going to get a little bit of a compressive force, but then the compressive force goes away and now we get a little up, you know, and it's, so you're getting that in and out, in and out all day. And that maintains that disc when we're sitting still not doing anything. Um, or because of that injury, 
the there is no motion in those specific segments from that injury those discs start to degrade from lack of nutrients or waste product buildup mm. so that's why sitting still leads to further complications that's interesting um good i think that 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 was just important to hear because most of us hear disc degeneration and disc whatever and we think well, it's because of all the activity and this, that, and the other thing. And right. granted, if you've had a traumatic injury Correct. to your discs, like, mm-hmm. granted, that's going to cause disc degeneration. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you once you have a mm-hmm. significant injury, mm-hmm. one, yes, you're going to have a degenerative process going mm-hmm. on. But you can maintain it by supporting it with nutrients and movement the best you can. Good. So let's continue down the road we were on then. So... When you sit for a long time, or I'm sorry, uh, 12 months, we haven't done much. We haven't moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process has started. We're not, our discs are degenerating because we're not moving. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is happening? Um, we started compensation right. because yeah, we're yeah. working around the pain, and that's Correct. causing issues in other parts of the body. Correct. Absolutely. So now... Um, yeah, we've had all kinds of muscle inhibitions where certain muscles will stop firing properly. And firing means like activating when you do a motion. Um, and when you start having that problem, now you're exposing yourself to further injury. And it's hard to get it back. Um, there's, a, there's some muscles in the, in the low back that are very difficult to activate. And sometimes you don't get them back depending on severity and duration. So... That's interesting. Yeah. You know, multifidi is one of them. Mm -hmm. They will shut. I mean, they shut down and they're hard. Mm -hmm. Because they're tiny. They're tiny muscles. Mm -hmm. They, you know, work on stabilization and movement inside the spine. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're they're hard because they're a small muscle. They're a stabilization muscle. It's not really like, I mean, they create some movement, but they're not a massive muscle like, uh, the erectors, the big ones going up and down your spine or your glutes or something like that. They're little itty bitty guys. Yep. So nobody goes to the gym and is like, hey, no, let's <laughs> let's do multifidi today. <laughs> That's what I'm training. Those mirror, no, those aren't the mirror muscles at all. Nope. And that's why we don't train them. <laughs> no, not at all, right? Yeah. Most people couldn't even, they're like, multi what? Multivitamin? Yeah. Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Stabilizer muscles, man, completely underappreciated, um, especially oh, the especially posterior stabilizer muscles. Absolutely, like, uh, all all day, every day, because mm-hmm. um, we sit. Uh, everything we do is forward. All of our anterior muscles, um, all we're we're in flexion all day long. We rarely do extension, um, and yeah, all of your all of your mirror muscles are all in the front fle- flexion muscles <laughs> in the front. And you know what do we use all day? Flexion muscles. Mm-hmm. We're, we're curled in, and nobody ever does anything pulling back. There, mm. There's very few activities in our day-to-day that pull. Mm. And um, it's that imbalance that leads to a lot of problems there. So we understand generally the process of our we – we're, we're becoming imbalanced from sitting, mm-hmm. not doing much for 12 months. Yes. What, how do we start to overcome – that, that chronic issue that we've um, developed, that chronic pain that we have in our back, that we're trying to not do physical activity because we think that that's what's going to heal us. 
how right. do you start to overcome and, and that's tough because oh, it hurts especially after moving. 12 months oh yeah like you've ingrained a mindset and you've ingrained your body to right to there's work a, around there's it. a lot to overcome mm-hmm. there um a lot more to overcome than if you started moving immediately um because now you have flexibility issues that have come up um you have the the neurological patterns um both conscious and unconscious patterns um and then you have the poor injury healing so really the best thing to do is start moving is start moving it's too simple steve i i I know but it's (laughs) it's the truth you want to start moving you want to start working on that uh mobility um and you know a lot of people want to go straight to stretching and flexibility and you have to be careful there bend over stretch my back right you Mm -hmm. have to be very careful there because Tight muscles, specifically after an injury and it's become chronic like that, are stabilizing the situation. They're protecting it. They're, they're protecting mm. it. And if you start loosening everything up without s- strengthening to stabilize, you can make it worse. Um, you know, and, and that's part of the reason you see people who chronically have tight hamstrings or chronically have this, and they you can stretch them forever long Mm -hmm. but it's a neurological signal that's telling them to tighten down for stability purposes um so i you know anytime i hear oh i I stretch my hamstrings constantly yeah it's straight to let's evaluate your core and let's figure out where the the instability is let's let's train that instability and get mobility into it and then you're we can stretch your hamstrings or they'll start to loosen on their own because the neurological signal will, the brain will stop telling them to be tight. Mm-hmm. Now there's obviously going to be a physical component to that. If it's been years of tightness, so you're going to have to actually physically lengthen those, which is not a fun process. It takes no, a while. No, because it's Hard much, work. it's much more than bending over and touching your toes. Yes. 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 So <laughs> it's another thing. Yes. It's, yeah. it's going to, so it's going to be mobility. It's going to be stability and strength. So, yeah, I think the the appreciation that when you create stability in the body, then it it'll actually relax and allow yes. you to move through ranges of motion that you thought previously you never had. Yes, I don't think many people even think about that. But if even if they do, they how much that 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 would play such a big part in their mobility. Absolutely, stabilizing first, and then working through ranges of motion. Yeah, to, to allow your body to relax mm-hmm. and give up. Not not sit there and try and protect right what what may cause you more issue absolutely and um, the you know the, you almost have to teach the brain it's okay to move again hundred percent so and that's hard and that's why it's so much better to move sooner than later because you just keep compounding these problems that you have to work through and they're hard to work through I mean lengthening a muscle. I mean, you're talking 120 days of stretching that muscle 20 to 30 minutes a day specifically just to lengthen it. Because normally you Two stretch... Two to three a, minutes at a time. Right. You stretch a muscle, um, you know, and you, you, you have perceived uh, increase in length. flexibility mm-hmm. and length. And it's really a temporarily very short-term proprioceptors lengthening yeah. golgi tendon blah 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 right. that kind of thing like but it's not permanent mm-hmm. it's you know you you retest that uh, i forget what the time frame is that you know it, it comes back but it's very short we're mm-hmm. talking minutes to hours 
and um, you're right back where you started. So, yeah, and who who wants to stretch muscle, you know, a total of 20 to 30 minutes a day for four months to get it to lengthen? I'm with let's not let's not let's not let it shorten up first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, those types of things are really what you're fighting against once that that back pain is chronic for 12 months. I mean, heck, it's even, not even that long. Mm. It's a few months. Mm-hmm. It's short. Very it's quick. Because mm-hmm. um, your, your body's great at adapting. Fantastic at adapting. So it does it very, very quickly. And um, the longer it's there, the more it's ingrained. It's, uh, you know, I, I tell people this all the time when it comes to recreating a neurological pattern. It's like walking through a field that's grown up. Say the grass is, you know, full height, chest high, whatever it is, waist high. You have to create a path through that. You got to walk that path a lot mm-hmm. before it's a new pathway. That's it takes good. A, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, if you walk that path every day and you never let it overgrow, you, you can always widen it a little bit. It's quick. It's easy. You know, you know, maybe a little weeds start to grow up on the, on the, on the bottom, but you know, that's easy to take care of, but getting it from full grown grass down to a, a open path again is, is tough. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like it, man. Where do we find you? Oh, find me wilder Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> um, right outside Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, just down the road from here. Um, we're 10 minutes from Cincinnati. Any social media? Yes, uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram, nkychiropractor.com is our website. Um, but yeah, we're, that's, we're on that's there. That's the places. That's the places. We, we try to put out a lot of info. You do. Um, you do a great job. Jonna was actually just saying you. how uh, how the stories and the reels that y'all do, how good they are. I know that that's a lot of Caitlin. Yes, just like I was going to say, I got a shout out I, to Caitlin. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. is fantastic at yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually having a, a, a meeting uh, right after this mm. to, you know, do a planning session for mm. all of that. Um, you know, we put our heads together. She comes up with great ideas and she does a lot of the execution. So shout out to Caitlin. Yep. She does awesome. Good stuff. All right, y'all performance chiropractic, go check them out. Instagram, check out their site, check out the reels, good information they got out there. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery. <laughs>